Hi. Hey. That was Derek. <laughs> nice. This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and her best impersonation of my best friend, Derek, who is weirdly absent. More on that soon enough. And you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time traveling twist. Ashley, when are we now? Well, nice accent. Um, it's mid-September in the summer of 1990. The mall is weirdly quiet this time of year, a little too quiet. Meanwhile, before we talk movies, there's big news on the TV front. The first ever episode of something called Law & Order premiered this week on NBC. Wonder how long that'll last forever. Anyway, back in movie land, our hero, Jean-Claude Van Damme, is kicking ass and doing splits this weekend in Death Warrant, now showing at a theater near you. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to hell! He moves fast. He hits hard. This is the man to beat in the hottest action movie of the year. Van Damme. Yes, it is. Punch, punch, Van punch, punch. What's the problem? Rated R. Starts Friday, September 14th at theaters everywhere. All right. September 14th. We are actually back on schedule. So we're seeing this release on the day it came out in 1990. Ashley, um, what has your experience been with Van Damme up to this point? Um, or, you know, if you've seen this movie, please fill us in on that. I definitely have not seen this movie. Um, I don't think a lot of people have. So I remember him in Street Fighter, which was like mm -hmm. my favorite. I think he was, was he, he was in Bison. Was he Ken? I don't remember his character's name. Ryu? No, Ken He's maybe? Guile, right? No. He's no. I can't remember his name. It's okay. Um, so I watched him in Street Fighter and I like loved Street Fighter. And then I remember Bloodsport and I was, oh, it was awesome and incredible. And then we get to this movie, which we'll touch on in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've got to know now which character he played. He's the one with the, the blue hat. Um, he's Guile. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Huh. Um, but you didn't love Street Fighter as much as Mortal Kombat, right? No, no, no. But I still yeah. really like the Street Fighter movie. I really was trying to bring myself to rewatch that and rewatch some of his other movies. I mean, I've seen uh, Lionheart in the last few months and Bloodsport perennially uh, and like Time Cop and a bunch of random Van Damme movies throughout the year. The other one, um, and I had not seen this one it turns out now that i can confirm after <laughs> after this viewing uh that that this was the first time but uh, jamie and i this week uh as she popped in for for a visit did watch this hockey movie that's heavily inspired by kind of a diehard type action formula called sudden death so Ooh, okay natural follow-up to death, death warrant yeah um <laughs> Much not to not to get too far into our reaction to this movie, yeah. but a much more well done action template that doesn't kind of require as much heavy lifting from Van Damme. He's more of an instrument of the plot mm -hmm. um, versus kind of driving everything and and doing uh, all the character work <laughs> that is required yeah. of him here. So yeah, we were. I mean. 
the reason let's just let's just put get it out in the open. The reason Derek okay. is not here this week is because we tricked him. And, you know, despite him seeing the trailer, despite mm-hmm. him knowing what movie we we're going to, he gets a little scatterbrained sometimes. And so we convinced him that this was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. And I mean, a Chuck Norris movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, it yeah. is Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> and, uh, yourself. The second he realized it was Van Damme, he stormed out of the theater and we haven't seen him since. So it's only been a few days. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll 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 get to the bottom of that and you'll hear his side of the story next week if he doesn't kind of somehow impose himself on this week's episode. But and dare I say it, maybe it should have been Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about, you know, we loved Van Damme growing up because mm-hmm. he was we we did our Seagal movie earlier this year. He doesn't have the action skills that Van Damme has. Um, he doesn't or have the, the muscles or the muscles or like, yeah, the, the, he doesn't have like the physical presence. He's more of just an oddity. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have. And then dare I say, dare you say um, Van Damme doesn't have the the charisma and the ability to carry an action movie based on personality. No, um, not so at all. He's not a Bruce Willis, not even a Sylvester Stallone. Um, not even a Steven Seagal. I'm saying it. Not because, a, oh, okay. So his like, I think yeah. he's just a. It was just hard. It was really hard to watch. <laughs> he would. I mean, and then of course, you know, we're not even we're not even talking about the 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 top top tier, the your Arnold crossover right. stars who are you know the most imposing physical presence and a legit kind of like acting mm-hmm. uh, comedic presence as well. Um, we'll see you later this year. I mean, five years later, when Sudden Death comes out and Van Damme is given a better a better script and a better kind of like artifice around him, mm-hmm. it's a much improved performance or it's not noticeable. But his shortcomings are glaring in this movie. And as well as like, I mean, what did you think of just kind of the general setup and, and plot of this movie? That's terrible. I mean, it was the, it was a guy that looks kind of like a cop or a detective goes undercover in a prison to try and figure out who the serial killer is. And then he almost dies like 3000 times. It's just, I don't know. The whole thing was just so absurd to me, which I mean, it's supposed to be absurd, but I was really looking forward to like all the fighting and like action scenes. And there weren't enough for me to be like drawn into the movie. It was a lot more of him like talking and trying to act. And it was not very good. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe just more fighting. But even the fight scenes, I was like, oh, it kind of looked like WWE. It was just like punch. And it was like that loud sound. Like it's kind of like a video game, like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. Hell, um, hell in a cell effects. is a is a um recurring wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's a cage match, go. but yeah, dual me- yeah. meaning here. I the setup for this movie, it starts with kind of a prologue where he's chasing some bad guy around an abandoned building and shoots him a bunch of times. The Sandman, is that his name? Yeah. Yep. What was the name of the character in the, was it the Mel Gibson movie? I'm that not starts with this. like that biker gang. And, and anyway, I think it was oh, Iceman or, or, or something oh, as well. Yeah. I think you're yeah. correct. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, like you have this sort of, 
unkillable that villain that i mean he kills him he shoots him like six times in the chest but then later he emerges in as a you know like kind of almost superhuman figure mm-hmm. in this movie for the final fight scene the final like act of the movie um but yeah the whole him going undercover in the prison thing uh was weird and of course it was like it was all a setup because the people that are in control of the operation are uh, making money by harvesting organs from prisoners african-american prisoners mostly uh you know kind of the people that uh they can get away with it the easiest the marginalized people in the prison there's some light attempts at social commentary here Mm -hmm. Uh, van damme kind of crosses all social uh, structures within the prison and tries to i mean he's i guess he's like he befriends uh, a black uh, prison worker and kind of makes uh, an allegiance with him forms an allegiance but but yeah for the most part he's just kind of like getting uh trying to get escape death at every turn yeah and... constantly just try not to die <laughs> yeah what's he does uh, like go into prison and not immediately not like take any shit from anyone there, which is kind of fun. Like he's, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool to see him, uh, standing up for himself to all these people that you can tell are like used to pushing everyone around. Yep. So there's, there's some satisfaction there. And he protects that guy who comes as really good friend. Yeah. At the very beginning. I mean, that was, that was probably the best part of the whole movie for me. <laughs> the, the, the buddy relationship between yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I really actually like cared for that character, but the rest of the characters I didn't care for at all. And I just, and then the story got kind of convoluted and it's just, it didn't really pan out very well. Yeah, I just there, didn't like the movie at all. I well, tried. I, I have a couple of things that I think are interesting about the movie before okay. we get to, we, we didn't like the movie, but yeah, uh, it did make me realize a couple like things that, that worked about the, the setting and kind of the setup. So one thing that we're going to be talking about more later is prison movies in general. Mm-hmm. Um, as a non-confrontational person myself, That's one same. of the scariest things about setting a movie in prison, if you kind of like empathize with the, the main character, someone who doesn't deserve to be there, um, no matter what, and, and you know, this is an action movie, so the, the hero is going to find ways to, in a karate action movie, and he's gonna, <laughs> whether he's a good guy at, in, at, deep down or not, he's going to find confrontation wherever, wherever they go, or it's going to find them. But mm-hmm. in prison, like, you are absolutely trapped, and, and people aren't just, you know, you're trapped with other violent criminals. There's all sorts of offensive and unfair stereotypes on display here. But it is fair to say that you will encounter more uh, people with violent tendencies on a square foot basis in prison Mm -hmm. than anywhere else and not be able to escape those confrontations. Like you could be doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Frankly, if you are doing absolutely nothing, you're not like you're probably. Yeah. You're going to be a target. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. What did you I like? Did this movie at all make you think about how horrible it would be to be in prison and to be like kind of in a situation like that? I mean, briefly, it pulled me back into when I was going to college and I started as a criminal justice major. Mm. So we had like police and society and like all these different classes around 
jails and prisons and like what happens and watched all these like terrible videos on like what can happen within like a matter of seconds. Uh-huh. So maybe you think of that. Um, and then yeah, prison jail ter- or prison's terrifying. So it made me think of like, if I was in that situation, like I would probably immediately die. Like I wouldn't be able to protect myself. I don't have, I try probably befriend the wrong people and then like just wouldn't make it. So yeah. Yeah. In, a, in, in everyday life, I've found that it's really easy to avoid. You know, some people are like, oh, they I, I don't know how I, I keep getting in fights or, or whatever. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's in my experience, very easy to avoid yeah. getting in fights um, when it's typically and, the person that says like they're the least dramatic, but they have the most drama around them. It's the same thing Like you surround yeah. yourself with what you like project that you're not. So, yeah, but you can't. I mean, but in this situation, you know, he can't he can't walk away. Right. from these conflicts <laughs> so he meets them head on with spinning roundhouse kicks mm-hmm. and that of course uh, brings on more conflict and, <laughs> and he's just constantly it, it's just it's just a, a vicious cycle um mm-hmm. of violence but other than that uh there was also the thing that i found most amusing about this movie which oh, was no. their ability to kind of like personalize their experience in jail um to decorate to oh, have yeah. like <laughs> recreational drugs um sit around like smoking bongs yeah like, they had a lot of things i was like how did you even get this into like what's going on here yeah there's a couple throwaway lines like so there's this character called the priest um who's like kind of running his own operation down in the the depths of the prison and they say something like well, people don't even want to go down there. The the guards don't even want to go down there. Um, yeah. And, and he's like a nice, I mean, well, I, I shouldn't say he's a nice guy. We don't, we don't really know the extent of his, um, <laughs> his endeavors, but mm-hmm. he is a, he is an honorable, uh, business partner or if he yeah. makes like deals, if Van Damme kind of like offers him money or, you know, the, he's, he respects his side of the side of an arrangement. So mm-hmm. um, it's very resourceful. It's like anything you need, you can get from him. If you have like the right offering. Yeah. But I mean, I was just, it, at first I was a little thrown off when they entered the the prison and everyone's kind of just like roaming around the, the doors are open, but I guess that's like, that's kind of the recreational time where you don't have to be on the lockdown. And then at a certain hour you have to be in your cell and it's closed. So that made sense. But then they I thought just it was, kind of, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, that's it. Oh, I was just gonna say, I thought it was more like you are out of your cell and you can go to like to the yard or like go play outside or something, but I didn't think it'd be like a free fraud and just like roaming around. It seems kind of more dangerous. Yeah, way. exactly. It, it seems pretty, uh, like a pretty open experience. And then mm-hmm. they would just wander into random other parts of the prison and be able to like, like I said, they would have curtains up over the cells and yeah. and mood lighting and <laughs> like body art and just be able to do um a lot more than you would think i mean like it was very weird how much they were able to get away with um mm-hmm. but then again the main guard and and everyone i guess working with him was uh corrupt right and and killing off prisoners and harvesting their organs so so at that point it probably doesn't they're like whatever do whatever you want <laughs> yeah you're gonna die anyway or you're gonna yeah. give us a reason to um to punish you mm-hmm. uh, yeah there was that and then there was also the subplot of part of his undercover uh personality or undercover story was that he had a wife back home yeah 
So she would come in. She was like a she was a she was a lawyer, a law student. I think she just graduated from law school. Yeah. It's her like first real case. Yeah. So he was not at first not trusting her detective abilities or whatever, you know, he needed her to help out with, like looking up people's names. And she didn't even really help. No, she but she enlisted like this hacker kid. Yeah. To to do the work for her. And then, but then halfway through the movie, the other, one of the other freedoms that the prisoners get is conjugal visits, I guess. And like a trailer. Yeah. So they get some alone time in a trailer Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he's putting the moves on her. Yeah. Which I didn't see. Which came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere completely because they had no like romantic connection or chemistry or anything. And then all of a sudden she shows up and he's like breathing all heavily like on her neck. And I was like, oh, are they going to like, what? was happening and she's like trying to tell him the details of the case while he's like trying to make out there it was very uncomfortable yeah it is oh that might have been the worst that might have been like the worst scene we've had like the romantic scene we've had in a movie so far for me not the mel gibson <laughs> goldie Hawn not the, no that one's like fine in comparison this was just like no yeah well and it was it was just completely a misjudgment or mis-execution it wasn't supposed to feel uh assaulty right it, you know, like she was supposed to be a little surprised, but but totally into it. But mm-hmm. the movie did nothing to set up that right. that type of like. Like they could have easily when they had like the first visit, he could be like, "Oh, you look really nice," or so, like some type of like subtlety. Might, like, he might have said something like that, but no, he told her he's like, "You can't dress like that in the prison." Right. Like he'll draw attention. That, that was wasn't a like a compliment. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you look too good for the prison. I mean, I guess it's a compliment. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a weird. Just all of a sudden, they're like, "Okay, we're gonna hook up." You're like, "What?" <laughs> all right, not necessary. Yeah, yeah which um, not to keep comparing it to sudden death, but there was a couple moments in that movie. That movie was much more about his relationship to his kids, mm-hmm. and they were kind of like caught up in this terrorist plot. So he was trying to protect them. And there was this one lady who uh, was uh, Freezy, the penguin mascot for the for the Aww. Pittsburgh Penguin hockey team. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like maybe they would go in that direction. But it hit, it hit so many of the same beats as this movie without any of kind of these forced uh, tropes and, and movie conventions that felt completely uh, huh. undeserved in, in this movie. So, so you're saying is we should, I should watch Sudden Death. So you recommend it really good. Oh yeah, okay. totally. Um, Cause I want to like reestablish my like love for JCVD. Cause after this movie, I'm like, is everything a miss? <laughs> like, I don't know. Bloodsport uh, is still really good. Lionheart is funny because it's just like a total ripoff of Bloodsport, and they <laughs> have no real excuse for why he's going from like one street fight to the next. It's just an underground mm. street fighting ring he's run going. by yeah. like a rich white woman. Um, so there's, and they're mostly fighting it. There's kind of like some social commentary there as well, but it's not even like a tournament or something. It's, it's just kind of random street fights. Uh, so I don't know, maybe he peaked with blood sport and maybe we have some, um, and then there's like the quest, which is set in the early twenties and, or in the 1920s. And it's, he's kind of like, uh, it's more of a fantasy component. Okay. Um, will you, you need to reevaluate and we have to be honest with ourselves that, you know, I mean, I'm not going to ever, I have no affinity for Chuck Norris, so it's not, yeah, same. it's not going to be about that, but 
we Van Dam might not deserve quite the same esteem. I know that, he's that no Arnold, I guess. Yeah, and Arnold, I mean, Arnold has, evolved though. From yeah, like, he evolved, and yeah. maybe Van Dam did as well. He is he was like still making um new types of movies as recent as like the last ten years when JCVD. Did, came did out. you see that? Yeah, I saw that when it came out. Um, and that's just kind of him commenting on his own career arc and addressing head on some of the things that we're saying right now about mm-hmm. his deficiencies and shortcomings and then <laughs> how he's trying to kind of like maintain that, uh, you know, that mystique without mm-hmm. really having all the necessary <laughs> skills to become a fully rounded actor. But okay. All right. Yeah. Um, worth watching. Now, let's talk about some of the fight scenes, or we can jump straight ahead to his. Well, he gets. This is what drove me the most crazy about this movie okay, before we talk great. about the fight scenes. Uh, and this definitely happened in Sudden Death. This happened in every James Bond movie and every action movie of all time. So mm-hmm. we'll cut it some slack. But I didn't understand why they weren't killing him. Right. There, yeah, I didn't he either. gets captured. He's not like, I mean, he's in prison for one. He has nowhere to go. And the guards um, try to kill him. They send people to kill him. He thwarts that, but immediately gets uh, knocked out and dragged into solitary. Right. And then the Sandman's there with his like two, like. Well, this is before that. Like, oh, before I'm talking that. about oh, when the, prison, yeah. the, the main prison guard has him in solitary nude. And is like kicking the shit oh, out of him. Oh yeah, maybe they're just waiting for the Sandman to come in to torture him more. I'm not. I don't know. Maybe they're bored, and they have no like end game. Because I thought that 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 point they don't know he's like an undercover detective, do they? Or they do? Like, I don't know when they realized it. Yeah, that's a good question. I think the the prison guard says, "I know, I know you aren't who you, who you said you were." Okay. Um, at okay. that point. Uh, but then, I mean, even at at that point, they like release him to have that conjugal visit like he yeah. they, they they come get him when he's all you know beat up and and bloodied and, and dirty in the yeah, cell sense. wash him off and present him to her but they know they're working with the people that are right. above him so they don't have to like even it, it would have made a lot more sense if they were trying to trick the mm-hmm. people outside of the prison system and it was just this one rogue guard but he's working yeah, but for was- someone else Right. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, yeah. 1990 John Claude Van Damme action jail movie, just prison movie. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, well, I don't think I can evaluate it, but so much without being like, all right, <laughs> next topic. Right. Um, I mean, it, it, it even makes sense. So when the, when the Sandman enters the picture, they have him, I think this is someone that's not in the prison. It's one of the higher ups mm-hmm. has him transferred there to fuck with Van Damme. Right. Um, or to kill him, but it does make sense to some degree that the Sandman is just a psychopath. So he captures or has his men like capture and string up Van Dam by these chains. And uh, I thought he like stabbed him in the stomach, but then he wasn't really bleeding. So who knows? He kind of skimmed. He skimmed him. Yeah, maybe just. He like pushes. Yeah, he like pushes blade into him, but I don't think he like fully. Like, he he pushed was holding it. his stomach later, right after that, but he wasn't bleeding out of it. He had blood. But not, okay. a, yeah, he had blood on his shirt, his like white shirt or whatever. <laughs> but not as much as like I thought he like got him, and I was like, oh no, like he's gonna be like wounded throughout the whole movie. And he's like, I'm fine, <laughs> you can jump around he, still. So, yeah, 
<laughs> the um, Sandman looked creepy though. Like I thought that like he looked like a really good psychopath. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, he, he was a good villain and he was like just pure evil. The the mm-hmm. the problem was once it was a fair fight and they were just like duking it out in the um, middle of the prison kind of like cafeteria area or some kind of like prison open uh, floor area yeah. um, with like the a cool, in a cool <laughs> arena where the the other prisoners are like standing around at the different the different mm-hmm. levels looking down on them like a atrium. That was a cool setup, but then they're just fight. Then it's like, then it turns into a martial arts movie. Yep. And that guy should stand no chance against him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We already, yeah. I just loved how, so like, I guess we can just go into the final fight now. Yeah, sure. Well, before they get to that, like ending scene, which you're just, just talking about, I liked when they were like fighting in the boiler room and the Sandman threw like this giant, like wrench piece of like metal at him, just like knocked Van Damme over with it from like the distance. That was like my favorite. I was like, it kind of was comedic and then they were like fighting and like, well, wait, 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 let's what? stop there. So yeah, kind of like the Terminator. He confronts mm-hmm. him in this like steamy boilery <laughs> yeah. area. And yeah, from like out of nowhere, he hits him in the face with a wrench. Um, it was a huge wrench, huge like, wrench, that? but that was, that was a direct homage or um, reference or mm-hmm. theft from Bloodsport. So it was like oh, when he gets the okay. sand thrown in his eyes because he has a, basically has a concussion and can't see. So he's like, he's oh, doing the same exact performance, stumbling around, like not able to to see. When was Bloodsport? Was Bloodsport before this movie? Late 80s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's yeah, he's like doing. Knocked over by wrench. <laughs> he's doing the same exact like performance, um, but it was caused by a concussion, I guess. Yeah. But then they like fight and stumble around. He stumbles around. Then they go into the main arena, which you're talking about. And which is so absurd to me. The Sandman's like in front of this giant boy or this giant. <laughs> I don't even know what that's like a giant furnace, essentially. Uh-huh. And it's just like there's fire everywhere. And he's standing right in front of it. And he's like taunting Jason, like John Call Van Damme. And John Call's like, okay, I'm just going to giant. I'm just going to kick you into it. You idiot. Like, it's just so silly. I don't know. Yeah. We get a slow motion Street Fighter style. Um, Jumping, you were the karate expert. What kind of kick is that? Um, I was gonna say a bicycle kick, but that's uh, Mortal Kombat. So I don't know. It's it's like the it's a flying side kick. Um, yeah, like the kick go. that you do when you're he's basically doing the splits and doing it straight up in the air. But it's like, just like signature move. Out. I feel like yeah. yeah. So he jumps. I mean, it's it's not well choreographed. No, like he, it's terrible. It doesn't look. He like jumps. The shot shows him like going straight up. There's no like forward momentum yeah. in the way it's in the way it's shot. The thing is, the Sandman opens that up to presumably we're supposed to be worried that he's going to throw Van Dam in there. Yeah, not maybe worried. he has him stunned, but then he doesn't move. Yeah, and he's just standing it right just in front waits. of it. We know like that's what's going to happen. He gets kicked in there, and then like he a crawls horror movie, out. He crawls out and fights more. Right? There's still yeah. There's, it's like nothing happened to him. He's like I'm on fire and like burning to death, but it's fine. I'll keep fighting. <laughs> Yeah, he he's he's like a um a Mike Myers type figure yeah. almost. I mean, he gets shot in the beginning and he's you know survived that somehow. I was kind of hoping they would set it up to not that I would want to watch the second one, but I kind of <laughs> wanted the Sandman to like survive. Yeah, well, why don't you describe how he was finished off if if we are to believe he was? So he gets out of the fire, they fight a bunch, and then he sticks. I actually don't really know what happened. I know he like pushes him onto like a pointy 
metal piece. Is that what it is? I don't really know what he does. Yeah, because there's I, there's like a bolt or a piece of rebar okay. like sticking out of a of you know a um spinny thing. <laughs> Perfect, great description. Yeah. So he pushes <laughs> him wheel. into that. Yeah. yeah, he pushes him into that. And then as Mr. Shaman says his like last words, like basically like I'm not dead, I'll live forever. Something, 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 whatever. Yeah. And John is like, whatever, man. And then he just like pushes him harder into it and like pulls him down, and, like kills him. He twists like his the thing it's is like going weird... into his brain and he like twists yeah. his head so that it hits more of his brain. It's just like I don't know. He got out of the fire. Just like let him live. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, he got out of the fire. He was all disfigured. He um, it just didn't make any sense that I mean, if he's throwing wrenches and he's fighting dirty um, and he's got a knife and like various things to make it a to give him the advantage. But he's not going to go toe to toe with Van Damme after yeah. what we've seen throughout the movie. So it just just them having like a punch out. <laughs> made no sense um no but i did kind of like how extreme they made him how hard they made it to kill him that was mm-hmm. way <laughs> and he was a big guy too like if you didn't know like jean-claude van damme before that because you're like this guy is like pretty huge he's like big but he's not i mean he's not jacked or anything and also van damme is notoriously like kind of short yeah that's true um so um yeah van, i mean van damme wins he wins how much of their of his physical abilities and attributes do they do you think they made use of in this kind of movie i mean they could have done more yeah (laughs) because i feel like it should be less talk more action in this movie or with any of his movies because as soon as they go to like any like the character building scenes i'm out so like i just want him to like throw kicks and punches and like cleverly beat people up which didn't even really happen that much yeah well i mean we get to see him fighting in jeans we get to see him yeah that's true doing i don't think he does the splits at any point mm-hmm. um we don't get to see his bare butt at any point which is side a signature we, do we get side yeah because he's naked when in that one scene are you talking oh right like, right right yeah yeah, yeah you see like his whole body and you're like yeah. dang he is ripped yeah um, yeah he's he i mean he's a physical specimen he's just like a mini arnold in the, in yeah. the sense that <laughs> he's not well, he's not, you know, six, six, four, whatever right. Arnold is and, and 300 pounds of muscle. He's like half, half the size, um, but equally, equally, um, toned. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It, which gives him, yeah, it gives him, I mean, like what he lacks in, in mass, he can make up for in agility, mm-hmm. but yeah, not the best use of his, his skills. No. He does do like a spinning roundhouse kick right early on in the lunchroom or in there. Yeah. Did you think the fight scenes were kind of weirdly shot? Like they thought off every, I mean, uh, the more movies we watch kind of from this, this era, um, Mm -hmm. like die hard two versus die hard one. There's, uh, there's a real artistry to filming action. Uh, I guess that should be obvious. Like, but you know, it, it might feel like an action movie and look like an action movie and have a bunch of explosions. And if, but if it doesn't have, (laughs) One, I mean, a story helps, but if it doesn't just have like competent uh, directing and competent uh, choreography, competent mm-hmm. like technicians in place figuring everything out, it just yeah, it, everything feels flat. Like none of the fights felt um, right. dynamic. They uh, should have gone with like Ninja Three, like the same yeah, director of that. Even yeah, exactly. Even something like that. If you if you it was awesome fight scenes. Yeah, if you're not gonna have a good story or good acting. Um, 
or, you know, if you're not going to prioritize those things, let's say, then Mm -hmm. you should prioritize the, the action. I mean, it's like a, like bad horror movies, uh, like Chud can still be good (laughs) if they have good effects and good creatures and Mm -hmm. kind of good ambiance. This was just very one dimensional. Um, it's all really flat. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, even like I was excited about it too, like super excited about it. Yeah. Maybe we should have tempered our expectations, but I mean, maybe like something, um, like blood sport Mm -hmm. has a lot going for it because it's a karate tournament. So there's this sports movie component. The, I was rewatching some clips from it and there's like all these memes of him, like the slow motion, like when he's hitting, um, the main, the main villain dude and the guy's skins rippling, there's just Mm -hmm. like an attention to detail that makes it feel like serious weight to the action. Yeah. And nothing here felt like there was any real danger or tension at any point. Right. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, well. on that note, um, (laughs) Anything uh, you want to talk about before you take us to Poetry Corner? I would like to talk about really quickly yeah. um, the kid that hacks into the system to get like the codes for that whole thing. Was oh, so yeah. Absurd. So I had to look that him was up. So he's from um, a couple of movies. He played in a couple of movies as a kid, like around that era. Because he was class in class of 99, right? He's in class of 99. And then he's also in that movie I mentioned, um, Teen Witch. Like this has like songs and stuff in it. He's like the little annoying brother. So he played in a couple of movies in that in that time um but his just like hacking prowess and like creep it just had it i don't know i was hoping she would do more of the research and that he wouldn't be in, like he she would need someone else to be involved but she really didn't do any help like helping him in any way so i think it, it was sort of comic relief because he was like the the horny teenager that was trying to like hit on her and she was brushing it off but um, yeah, I just liked his explanations. Like you type in like SLR and look up all these things with SLR in it, and then you find it, and then I'll code that. It's just like so dumb, so dumb. Yeah, we did get some. Um, I wanted to see if he is the same. Okay, he's not. Um, we did get some kind of like low level computer tech scenes, which are usually fun. But in this case, he wrote some kind of like script, I guess, just to run through to brute force like all the the possibilities for the password or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was very rudimentary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, we didn't have any sense of why Van Dam was, I mean, he was supposed to be kind of a clever detective because mm-hmm. he figures out that he figures out what's going on by finding a file for Which someone. I didn't even understand that either. Yeah. So it was a whole, there's a lot of loose ends. I was like, if I could watch it again, but I won't. But if I could watch it again, maybe I'd pick up on things. But that's yeah. all I had to say. I just want to say like the hacker kid was just like terrible at hacking. But that's I'm, okay. not, I'm not looking at his entire filmography, but I'm going to assume <laughs> Sudden Death is his best, best movie with death in the, name. In the title. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, death Wish, not in that. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, why don't you take us to Poetry Alley? Okay. May poetry prison. Oh, poetry cell. All right. Cell, yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this is a poem I wrote about this great, wonderful movie. All right. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. One that doesn't involve me watching another scene. <laughs> this movie makes me rethink all the other JCV, JCVD gems. Are any of them worth watching again? Street Fighter and Bloodsport were the best, or was that just my imagination and they should be put to rest? 
I guess as a kid, you just want cool kicks and punches and delicious and delicious sack lunches. But watching these B-rated action films when you're older, it makes you expect more from a movie. Therefore, I shall give this one the cold shoulder. I guess I completely forgot about the original plot. You know, the one about the obviously undercover cop. He goes to prison to figure out who the serial killer named the Sandman could be and realizes almost everyone is a bad guy. The guards, cops hit a precinct. Yippee. Van Damme almost dies a billion times through stabbing, ass kicking, fire and assault. But in the end, he prevails and Hansel and Gretel's the Sandman. That's all. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You could have saved us a lot of time as usual. Um, right. right there. <laughs> but you did call it the Sandman and call out some of the... <laughs> I mean, what you really hit on there is that this is a case of our nostalgia or yeah. our memory of something not living up to the reality. Sometimes you can acknowledge that, you know, like Gremlins might have hit you differently as a kid than it does today, but it's still awesome. But still um, great. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, this is just not uh, a great movie. And yeah, we are seriously questioning our love for Van Damme. Oh, no. I, Derek, I don't, yeah. Derek, don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's not get let him Boo, let Chuck, let him Norris. Chuck Norris <laughs> this has any reflection on the quality of Chuck Norris um it's nope. not it's not a seesaw effect <laughs> so well we are going to circle back soon and give our final verdict if you oh. can't figure it out already on Loved death it. warrant but for now we're going to take a break and play a quick round of our favorite game rank the blank <laughs> Yeah, we need your music here. <laughs> we need your sound effects more than ever. Uh, <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, rank the blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, most dangerous movie prison. No special criteria. This one speaks mostly for itself. There are a lot of Self. different... Sorry. Ooh, Easy. yeah. yeah. Oh, let's take a selfie. Um, <laughs> yeah. A prison selfie. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of different types of movie prisons that we're going to cover, but Ashley, uh, do you have some honorable mentions for us? Sure. Um, no Escape from the Rock. American History X. Uh, okay. That one. Woo. Um, stuck on a Plane in Con Air. The Cube, which slices and dices its inmates. Okay. And Tom Hardy's role in Bronson, which is a really good movie. Yeah. Watch a few years ago. And No Escape from the Rock is, it, it's, there's no escaping The Rock, the movie. Yeah. It's yeah. Alcatraz. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't been there. I've seen it from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> and people are constantly escaping in movies. So maybe it's, it's, that's not actually that secure. Who knows? Right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, those are ones we did not pick, but now we're going to move into our final round, starting with the prison setting depicted in Death Warrant, which we kind of talked about the generalities and the freedom that the mm -hmm. prisoners are afforded, but it does bear repeating that they are having their organs harvested and sold on the black market. So there is in addition to not being able to trust any of the people that are there ostensibly to protect you, like the, mm -hmm. the, the guards, um, they're not only pr not protecting inmates, they are, you know, killing them on purpose with an ice pick in the back of the head and then selling their organs. So yep, pretty scary prison to be in, I'd say. Uh huh. Um, Ashley, what's your choice going to be? 
Mine's a little bit different. So it's most dangerous in a different way, but I'll get to that. Um, okay. So I'm going with old boy. So he's the star of the film. He's stuck in a hotel prison in solitaire for 15 years. So it's like this hotel room, but you can't escape. You can't do anything. He tries to kill himself. They like bring him out of the hotel, like bandage him up, repair him, bring him back. He's drugged every night, broke like, or there's like, they release like this gas or toxin into the air. He falls asleep, wakes up. And it keeps repeating every day, every day. Same shows on TV. He doesn't get to interact with anyone. Um, so my advice for this was it's not like necessarily dangerous and like someone's going to come kill you, but it's more like your mental state's just gone. Like you just lose your shit. So it's dangerous to your mental health is my, my kind little of, take. Yeah. Like a groundhog day prison experience for I 15 mean, years. Like, yeah, that movie's brutal in a million ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yeah turns into a revenge movie mm-hmm. eventually um, with a little twist. So yep. um, excellent choice, creative Thank choice. Um, the only way I can possibly match that is with two selections of my own. <laughs> fair, very fair. <laughs> I just couldn't, I mean, it's the point of this is to make tough choices. So I won't do this on a regular basis, but I honestly couldn't choose between these two. Um, and now you so, didn't have to. And, and, and you know, who can, who can stop me? Thanks um, a lot, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my first choice is Escape from New York, the Kurt Russell starring movie directed by my one of my heroes, John Carpenter. Um, this The premise of this movie, uh, everyone probably already knows, is that New York has been turned into a prison. So <laughs> uh, some kind of dystopic future. We don't really know what's happening outside of New York, but the president crashes in this hellscape and Kurt Russell has to go in and try to rescue him or else a, a bomb that they planted in his head will explode. So that's how they coerce him into doing it. All of this is to say, one, it's really scary because they're, um, it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto in there. As much as Death Warrant had sort of an anything goes open world type prison, it's still, it's still confined to a traditional prison structure, um, a traditional prison building. This is like wandering around an abandoned city and a different type of danger could be lurk- lurking at every turn what you might gain in mobility and freedom to move around it you lose like any kind of uh, way to be comfortable and and not like expect some kind of horrible trouble uh. it's just it's it's basically like all the fears and and scariness of being somewhere that you know you're you're not used to but with prisoners and people that are desperate and and you know fighting for every precious resource that's available so that would suck sounds Um, great (laughs) yeah and then on the other end of the spectrum was this uh i think it was spanish language right Mm -hmm. horror movie that came out on netflix a year or two ago called the platform yeah also also sort of a, a future dystopic um vision where but it's the whole movie takes place inside this vertically built prison uh, where each cell is one floor of the building. And there's this kind of, um, well, this literal hierarchy where if you're at the top of the platform, you get as much access to food as you can stomach. And as the platform 
go the the center area of your cell is a elevator style platform that which is where they put the food it starts with like a complete feast at the top and slowly gets picked apart as it goes like a down. D- it's like a dumb waiter right essentially in the middle yeah yeah like a giant i mean but like the size of the biggest like um old english uh feasting table yeah so so yeah anyway it's like it's a brilliant high concept premise for for a movie and you see kind of um what people do to try to you know like when they're in a desperate situation but what's so what's so disturbing about it is that every 30 days they just get like randomly shuffled to new floors right yeah so they get knocked out um like a gas comes in and they all just pass out and they wake up on a new floor and you never know if you're gonna go yeah you never know if you're gonna go higher or lower or where you're gonna end up which is terrifying and they don't know how low it goes like they know you know we're only following for the most part one character for most of it Mm -hmm. and you know they he has never been to the point where you get nothing and so presumably you get down to a a level where there's just going to be nothing left by the time the platform gets to you (sighs) yeah it's it's fucked up um and people like jump on the platform and like try to like like harm you from getting the food like there's a whole like it's yeah it's tough tough yeah psychologically it's such a disorienting weird experience that brings out the worst in people i mean Mm -hmm. obviously prison can be very traumatic in the best of (laughs) in the best case of circumstances and and can cause people to um can challenge anyone's mental uh Mm -hmm. strength but this just immediately causes people to like you know lose it so yeah where should we start um with death warrant i think so I actually put death warrant towards the bottom only because they were given like, even though they're being harvested for their organs, potentially yeah. like the guards were awful. I mean, they did have some luxuries, which none of these have. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I was making that case just otherwise it would seem like a really obvious last choice, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I would still say death warrant is last. And by that, um, by a similar token escape from New York there is the ability to, if you play your cards right and form alliances with the right people, you know, they basically have restarted their own uh, really fucked up society. So yeah. you can <laughs> you can achieve uh, success in some level of stature and mm-hmm. escape from New York. It's always going to be um, in danger of the, the next most powerful person taking it away or, or, or killing you for it. But that's why I originally would- I was going to go with Running Man and I was like, never mind, you can actually get out. Right. There's a light at the end of the tunnel there. Potentially. Yeah. Um, Okay. So death warrant fourth escape from New York third. And now we have two of the most psychologically disturbing ones. Yeah. I think, and I was trying to think if I put myself in like both of their shoes, what would I prefer? And I think losing human contact for that long is worse than potential death by another human. And like the risk of starving. Cause I feel like if you're by yourself for 15 years, I feel like that's worse in my uh, mind. Yeah. Well, so, right. There's a lot of uh, prison movies that kind of use the, including Bronson that used the mm-hmm. solitary confinement thing. He like <laughs> turns into a lunatic and, and um, kind of a imposing fighter. Uh, but I think, 
Well, I was saying, but I think even the fact that like he like tried to kill himself and they like wouldn't let him. Like he's right. there's no way out. And he doesn't have like he doesn't know when he's getting out. He doesn't know if he can get out. And he's just stuck there. Like I think that's worse than being on the platform where you're like, maybe I won't get food for the next three days and I'll die. The platform is also this like really fucked up game where yeah. you might get number one, you know, like you might yeah. end up at the top of the food chain and you like can at least hold out hope because it's just randomized. Well, at least we think it is mm-hmm. um, yeah. that that you could end up in a more prosperous position with uh, the just the, the luck of the, the, the luck of the Irish. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough because both of these are obviously don't ever be in these situations. I just think mentally for me, I don't, I couldn't handle the hotel room for 15 years. I'm with you. Um, I think you won. Is that back-to-back weeks? I think it is. And I, I think I know it is woo, woo, yeah. woo. doing <laughs> a little, I don't know if it's called the wave. Little mm, arm yep, wave. The wave. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get you your reward here. This is just him basically like trying to get out of the hotel room and like beating the shit out of everything and not being able to escape. Sounds fun. Yep. <laughs> and it just sucks because it's like a hotel room and it doesn't even look like a like it's not terrible like circumstances because you like a TV and stuff. But it's like, it's like the same stuff every day. The same thing every day. He just can't escape it. Yeah, until he does fun. and then he kills everyone it's awesome yeah yeah he definitely gets some sort of um revenge mm-hmm. but with with caveats um all right well old boy the platform escape from new york and death warrant round out our top four rankings mm-hmm. <laughs> this week <laughs> so that was fun. I think next we will give our final thoughts on Oof. death warrants Ashley, what yeah. has the early word from mall goers and movie critics been? Well, critics gave it a 0%. So. Yeah, it's our second 0%. Wow. What was the other 0%? Problem Child. Oh, and I like Problem Child like what in this movie. Real? Okay, I was just going to say Deathmatch. Um, really? Uh, I mean, no, I Problem Child was actively bad. No, I, I can't. At least I can't. It was like- but it had like one or two entertaining moments. I don't actually, I don't know. I'm still going to stick with Problem Child over Death Warrant, I think. I think that's just because this, you've you already erased that from your memory. Problem Maybe Child I need to rewatch it. Just actively kidding. like made me feel bad and, and, and yeah. uncomfortable. This was just, this was just bland. It's that's kind of true. like I argued with them. Uh, it wasn't Bird on a Wire that I was thinking of. It was uh, that other generic. Oh, it was another 48 hours that had, oh, yeah, yeah, had yeah, Iceman. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, to me, it's, I was so annoyed by that movie because it wasted the talented people. And and so that's Mm -hmm. similar to this problem child. And I can forgive that. I mean, I, I Kramer. Yeah. Well, he was not a draw. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we don't have to, they both got got zero percent. So we'll leave it at that. Um, and then some of the critics had to say, if you like Jean-Claude movies, this might be tolerable. If not, stay away far, stay far, far, far away, which I mean, okay, I get that. Like we went, went into it, like pretty excited about Jean-Claude Van Damme, but whatever. Um, and then another critic said Van Damme should have stuck to the martial arts flicks, which I also agree with. Yeah. I mean, it's, they try to shoehorn it into some of these movies. One mm-hmm. one lot more thing I want to say about sudden death is that <laughs> it was R rated. Um, this movie was R rated too, but like 
they oh, it was well was it not it had to be <laughs> i don't know yeah um i would i would say there was enough enough violence in here that it was but they had like all these crazy um horror movie style setups in in sudden death where he was like fighting in the kitchen and he they would go from the boiler to a meat grinder to oh. like a dishwasher where if someone got like stuck in it they would get strangled by the 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 spoons like it was okay. it was very creative in that respect and so you could put van damme into something like that mm-hmm. and still make use of his his uh chops so to speak but in this it's yeah it's, so would we would we say it's a new release or an old or it's old news <laughs> it's very old news yeah. yeah the oldest news yep i know we you just skipped. saw it but old 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 and yeah. it did not win any awards obviously <laughs> yeah not even gonna try and like nothing I, not nominated for anything didn't win anything <laughs> i i hate to um use rotten tomatoes as a barometer um and you know this movie's zero yeah. percent is harsh but fair i'm not going to argue that yeah it, there's a there's just a different different degrees of hell when it comes to problem child in, in this um this i don't find offensively bad it's just just it's just blah so you give um, it like a 12 percent. well no i was just gonna say i was looking through his whole career and mm-hmm. aside from blood sport and jcvd jcvd um, you're hard pressed in sudden death at like 50%. Um, you're hard pressed to find many certified fresh movies <laughs> in, in his career. Like he yeah. really didn't, um, make that many well-regarded, uh, movies. Did Steven Seagal or Chuck Norris? Um, probably not. No. I mean, you probably could, always you could, like 50% ish. We could compare their critical appeal, but yeah, mm-hmm. again, these, none of, none of the three reach the tier of like critical and commercial success that uh, an Arnold or Sylvester reaches. So, so box office wise, did it make it? Oh yeah. This movie oh. performs. Okay. At the box office, huh. um, whatever postcards from the edge is came in at number one. Um, okay. Oh, uh, this was like a, um, a buddy movie with, let's see who are these actresses. Um, Anyway, postcards from the edge with seven million. Ghost still hanging in there. Wow, that's with impressive. Five million. Yeah, it's not going anywhere really. Um, Meryl Streep and Shirley MacLaine in Postcards from the Edge. Maybe okay. we should have watched that. Um, yeah, that sounds nice. But uh, then we have Death Warrant right on the heels of Ghost at five million. Damn. So I'm oh, okay. sure this was a low budget movie. I'm sure it was a, you know, financial success like Seagal. It's cool that with a minimal amount of acting ability, but an insane amount of hard work and training and physical gifts. I mean, not to diminish the, the fact that Van Damme was able to have a 20, 30 year career Mm -hmm. in movies, um, as, a martial artist like that's right. not impressive there's a million other people who were really good at their craft that couldn't cross over into like right. um come <laughs> into mainstream appeal so he uh he accomplished that um and he'll have some more hits to come i'm sure um some of the other movies we watched recently uh, flatliners is still hanging around dark man at number five dark man at number six nice so okay. yeah 
We'll Not see. Um, we'll see soon enough what kind of hits we have in store. But yeah, what's next? So on a scale of one to ninety, how nineties is Death Warrant with music, wardrobe, actors, tropes? It's not going to make the top three. So the standings right now are Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 89 out of 90, Pump of the Volume with 87 out of 90, and House Party with 84 out of 90. I'm also really excited that Pump of the Volume is number two. Just yeah. So last week we watched that and, and we had our first new movie crack the top three of the 90s rankings in a, in a while. And in case we haven't given this disclaimer lately, it's it's not a ranking of how good the movies are. Although... There's Hello. a lot of there's there's correlation there. Yeah, but which makes could, sense. a movie could be really 90s and still be bad. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be good to rank highly. In this so in this case, like the Van Dam scale is high. Mm-hmm. Kind of the generic like prison action formula. I'd say the formula of the movie, like, is the bad kind of 90s. Yeah, the love um, trope or like the forced to love kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But then beyond that. The music is non-existent, really. Computer hacking. Computer hacking, yeah. Um, um, probably wardrobe. Probably the the love interest woman's wardrobe to some extent, maybe. What about like forty-seven. Yeah, that's fine by me. Okay. Um, All right. So forty-seven, not super nineties. Whatever, fine. But on a cooler note, um, what should we include in the new release gift shop? So each week we take something from the movie and make it our own and then sell it. So we have accessories for tarantulas, like camping gear, little like little shoes and cute stuff um, from Arachnophobia. We have face masks from Darkman. Who's winning this week? So we each have a face mask, me, Derek, and Drew. I was yeah. winning last week. Did it switch? Well, I have been ignoring all requests <laughs> and just sending out ones at random. Okay. Random, mostly my, my face. Yeah, so um, you're probably winning. Yeah, because <laughs> we had a lot, of, a lot of those laying around. So so yeah, right. if you want an Ashley face mask, order six and you might get one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so from this movie, what should we include? I have an idea. Um, have you thought of something? No, I haven't thought of much. No. Um, okay. We didn't, we didn't talk about his signature jeans. Um. Mm. But that's, you know, a lot of action heroes. So now what do you got? So I was thinking of like a, a muscle shirt that you put on, then you can pump it up. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he's gonna be like a little like mini Hulk for the day or mini Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, who was already a mini Hulk. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so is that what we're selling? Uh, yeah. Like, so muscles, uh, so his nickname is the muscles from Brussels which is fun. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's from Brussels. Um, Okay. So maybe we can figure out some way to, um, uh, maybe you can sprout muscles. Oh, I like that. Okay. Muscle sprouts. Muscle sprouts. (laughs) It's a working title. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we have muscle sprouts from in our new gift shop. Uh, perfect. Uh, Drew, what's next week? Yeah, well, next week we have a movie that is maybe the most beloved gangster mob movie Ooh. of all time. You know, okay. it's not The Godfather, but I would say that there's a large portion of people who see this as like the definitive uh, mob movie, even more so than The Godfather. I'm not saying those people are right, but this movie 
has a very loyal fan base. So without further ado. All right. They were good fellas who lived for the action. Robert it's good fellas, right? Ray Liotta, <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> now, from highly acclaimed director Martin Scorsese comes the action saga of three decades of life in the mafia. What am I supposed to do? Shoot him? That yeah, wouldn't be a bad idea. Goodfellas, rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. Check newspapers for listings. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And as we revealed a few weeks ago when we did kind of our summer um, rewind and look ahead episode, I don't want to spoil next week, but you haven't seen Goodfellas, have you? No, I haven't seen Goodfellas or The Godfather, so I can't even compare. Okay. I've seen well, Scarface, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know that you're going to watch the Godfather before then it's not, it's not really, you know, necessary to compare Mm -hmm. them, but you're going to, I'm going to be very excited to hear what you think about Goodfellas. Ah, Um, I've known so many people throughout the years who cite this as their favorite movie and a lot of them, uh, women, uh, for whatever reason. So it's not just like a male centric movie. I don't know how many women cite the Godfather as their favorite movie, but not to, not to stereotype anyone the good fellas has fellas in the name but ladies, good fellas good ladies good fellas we support all ladies of good <laughs> yeah um anyway we're really excited for that if you guys want to hear that and every exciting discussion we have to come you can first follow us on instagram at new release podcast and then the second order of business <laughs> subscribe to new release by searching new release of all things on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Ashley, take it away. Dude, that's a wrap. Kick, punch, 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 kick, flag.